Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. great to be in the house of the Lord this morning amongst friends amen amongst family and uh, I uh, you get the privilege to hear me preach this morning and uh, it may possibly be the best sermon I've ever preached and uh, I I say that because when my wife was getting my son ready um, he she asked him if he wanted to come and hear me preach this morning and he said no I want to help Daddy preach this morning. So I, I don't know how he's going to help me, but I'm believing by faith that he's going to help me, and it, it's probably going to be the best sermon I've ever preached. Amen? So we've been in a sermon. Pastor Steve started a sermon series last week called Friends, and uh, we've been talking about how friends are a huge part of our life. And we've been talking about in this series, we want to talk to you about the friends that you should have in your life. Amen. Somebody needs some good friends in the house. But not only that, but we've been we want you to look at it as the friend that you need to be. Amen. These principles go both ways. So it's the friends that you need to surround yourself around, but it's the friend that you need to be to the people that you're surrounded around. And so last week, Pastor Steve talked about character. He said that character is the number one trait that you've got to look for in a friend, not just loyal, not just faithful, but character, that your friends have to have character, that you have to have character. In order to be a good friend, you have to be character. And so um, this morning, we're going to continue that just a little bit further. And um, he told you that Jesus elevates and values friendship, and so should we. In John chapter 15, verse 12 through, verses 12 through 15 says this, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this. To lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. Now I could stop right there and preach a whole sermon. Pastor Bob say amen right there. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from the Father, I have made known to you. Friends know your business, amen, and that's why Jesus called us friends is because we knew his business, and, and we've got to learn how to handle that business and what to do with that business, and we've got to learn to share our business with other people if we call them friends, amen, and so uh, if we're not careful, what we'll do is we'll really let the world and the media shape our view of friendship. We'll let them determine what we call friends, what we look in friend, what we look in uh, traits for friends, and then the friend that we need to be, we'll let them guide us and lead us and shape us. And uh, so this morning we're going to watch an episode from my wife's all-time favorite TV show uh, called Friends. Let's watch this video and see what we can learn.
Uh, if you watch Friends, you love Joey's uh, character, and he's great. But this should teach us a lesson about honesty. And that's what I want to talk to you this morning about is honesty. And uh, honesty really is the best policy, right? That's what we've said. That's what my mom engraved in my brain from the time I was a little kid until now, that honesty really is the best policy. But my question is, do we practice that? Do we live that out? Do we practice and live out honesty in our life? And uh, that's what I want to share with you uh, this morning. And uh, I I do have to be honest with you and and tell you, (laughs) preach about honesty, be honest, right? And uh, I have to be honest with you and tell you that um, I, I, I was preparing this sermon and we had, me and Pastor Stephen, Julie, and uh, Pastor Andrew went to a conference and heard Robert Morris preach the very last sermon of the conference. You know what he preached about? Honesty. And so I have to give credit where credit's due. I tried my hardest, listen, my hardest to not make, the, to make this sermon different than his. And then I finally realized, like, Why? Why am I working so hard? Is it my own pride that I want to be different and I don't want to preach his sermon? And the truth of the matter is his sermon is good. His sermon had my points in it. So if anything, he preached my sermon. I just hadn't preached it yet. So I decided to follow his landscape. So I've got to give credit to Robert Morris. And what a fine man. If you've never heard of him, he pastors a church in Dallas called Gateway. It's an incredible church. But I have to give credit to him. Because he preached this, and I'm preaching it in the, same pa- in the same fashion. But he stole two of my points, and I stole one of his. So that's just how it is. But we're just sharing. Amen? And so I want to teach you this morning, and I want to be, be brief with you this morning because I want to make for sure that we have time at the end of the service to spend in the altars. Amen? So I want to I I teach you three keys to honesty this morning. The very first one is this. You have to be honest with yourself. Honesty cannot go any further in your life if you're not first honest with yourself. Let's read in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, and you're going to remember the first two portions, the first two verses, but let's, let's keep going to the third verse. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, we've all read this, right? To offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Verse 3. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. Can I tell you something? That if we were honest this morning and we chose what the pattern of the world is, the pattern of the world is not honesty. The pattern of the world is not honesty. The pattern of the world is if you can cheat and get away with it, do it. If you can lie on your taxes and nobody knows, by George, you might as well do it. If you can stretch the truth just a little bit where you're telling the truth but not the whole truth, then do it. And that's what the world teaches us. And you'll see in this story right here, in in that video clip, Joey He started out to tell the truth. It's not my. And then a young lady, it's not my, it's my car. And that's what the world teaches us, is that that's what it is. If you can say a small white lie in order to get ahead, go ahead and do it. 
And this portion of scripture says, don't follow that pattern of the world. But it says, for, the, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Come on, if we're honest with ourselves this morning, don't we think pretty highly of ourselves? Aren't we our number one fan? I am Woody's number one fan. That's just the truth. So if, if, if when I'm thinking about myself and I'm looking at a current situation, if I'm not careful, I'll, 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 I'll take the numbers a little bit different so that I can feel better. I'll, I'll stretch the truth just a little bit so that it makes me look better. Come on, are we honest? We've got to learn how to be honest with ourselves. But what happens is that we just go through life and we try to ignore the truth sometimes. Anybody ever been there? Come on, you get mad at your spouse, but you don't want to be mad at your spouse because you know it's not right to be mad at your spouse, so therefore you tell yourself you're not mad at your spouse. Yet in reality, what's the truth? You're mad at your spouse. You don't want to tell anybody that your kids make you want to just rip all of your hair out because that's not right. My kids are good. I'm a good parent, and I've taught my kids how to act, and I've taught my kids how to do it. So, therefore, I'm going to tell everybody, no, I don't, I don't, I, my kids are great. No, they're not. You were trying to pull your own hair out this morning. It causes you to be short with everybody else because they're a living hellion running around, and you're trying to teach them what no means. Sorry, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old. I know and understand. But what we do is we're not honest with ourselves. We don't come to grips with the reality of the situation. And what ends up happening is that what I'm going to teach you this morning is that these keys are a progression. And if you don't start at the first progression, you can't go to the second one. And if you can't get, ever get to the second one, you'll never make it to the third one. So we've got to start. By being honest with ourselves. See, not, not thinking more highly than you ought about yourself. But think of yourself with sober judgment. That's where it starts. Sober judgment. Me looking at the situation and not trying to make it better than it is. Not trying to make myself feel better or make my life seem like it's better. But being honest with the situation with sober judgment. Looking at the truth. For what the truth really is. See, what happens is we lie to ourselves all the time about sin. Come on. I'm, I'm horrible about it. When I look at my life about a certain sin, I'm like, oh, well, I'm just struggling with this. Come on, you've heard me preach this. I'm not struggling with that. I'm failing with that. Struggle is the desire to do it but not doing it. That's the struggle. Failure is the desire to do it and doing it. And see, we're not honest with sin, so we say we're struggling. No, I'm not. I'm failing. I'm failing with that sin, and I've got to be honest with myself so that I can take the proper steps to come out of that sin. Do you see how being dishonest and lying can affect your whole life? So it's got to start with being honest with yourself. You've got to be honest about your job. Why do you really want a promotion? Come on, I know if you're a dude in the house, you want a promotion so you can provide for your family. Let's be honest. You want a promotion so that you can feel a little bit bigger. And you want a different promotion, I'm not going to do it because I'd fall. But if we're not careful, we're not honest with ourselves as to why do we want that promotion. 
Come on, single people in the house. Why do you want to date that person? Oh, we just have this connection. Do you? Or do you want all the other people to look at you and go, dang. Come on. Let's start being honest with ourselves as to why we want things, why we desire things. God wants us to be honest with ourselves, and we've got to be honest. Why do you want a promotion? Why do you want a new job? Why do you want to change your current situation? Why do you want a new house? Why do you want a boat? I don't know why it comes back to there, but it just comes back there. Why do you want a boat? Do you want a boat so that you can... Wear boat gear and have everybody look at your boat and be like, oh, yeah, that's my boat. Take it upstate sometimes and get it to 160. Why? Why do we do the things that we do? How about this? How about men? The next time you want to send your wife flowers, why don't you be honest as to why? Guys or women, the next time you want to clean the house before the husband gets home, ask yourself why. And start being honest with yourself. Come on. It'll change your whole life. See, the truth is we lie to ourselves about our relationship with God. We act like our relationship with God is one way when in reality it's a whole completely different way. We lie to ourselves about how good we are or how bad we are. We're not honest with ourselves. Somebody say amen. See, and if you're not honest with yourself, number two, you'll never be And you'll never learn how to be honest with others. See, you see the progression? See, you're never going to be honest with somebody else about your situation if you're not first honest with yourself. You're not going to be honest with other people if you're not honest with yourself. See, James chapter 5 and verse 16, portion of scripture that I love And that I will preach until the day I die. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. First John tells us to confess our sins to God so that we can be forgiven. And then James turns around and tells us to confess our sins one to another so that we can be healed. See, the reason that we are not as free as we should be is because we won't confess our sins to anybody else. And the reason we won't confess our sins to anybody else is because we won't confess our sins to ourselves. We go into our prayer closet at a time where we should just be honest with ourselves and our current situation, and all we do is act, act like God's Santa Claus and give him a, a, a wish list of all the things that we want, and then we walk out because we act like we have no sin. Repentance is something that should happen on a daily basis because nobody is perfect. Amen? We've got to learn to be honest with ourselves so that we can be honest with others. Pastor Steve, our pastor, says God cannot heal what you conceal. He can only heal what you reveal. And you've got to reveal it to yourself so that you can reveal it to somebody else. And that's the progression that we have. We have to be honest with other people. See, the lack of honesty is why I really do believe we don't have any true friends. See, because I call you true friends because you know the master's business. I call you a friend in my life when you know my business. But you can't possibly know my business if I don't tell you my business. 
So if every time I'm around you, I act like that Jesse and I have the most perfect marriage in all of creation, and we just absolutely don't even ever raise our voice at each other or get frustrated with each other or, or any of those things, if I act like that, then you're, you're going to know my business is that we have a great marriage. But if I'm honest with you and I tell you, hey, sometimes, sometimes I can make my wife really, really mad. Mostly because I'm stupid. And she's told me before, and I just didn't listen. And sometimes it's the other way around, but we're not going to talk about that, okay? Because she doesn't have a microphone, and I can't do that. We've got to be honest with other people about our current situation. What's the truth about you? My question to you this morning is, does anybody... Know the truth about you. Does anybody know the real you? Your struggle, your failures, your business. Because the people that know your struggles and your failures, known as your business, those are the people that you can call friends in your life. Do you have that in your life? I think for most of us, We struggle with that. We struggle with telling people our business, but most of the time we don't tell them our business because it's embarrassing. Come on. How many of you wanted to have a conversation with somebody and it took you weeks to have that conversation with them? Sometimes the best thing you can do is get in a car with them and drive for a couple of hours. You've got several opportunities to turn the radio off and be honest with them. Take them out to eat dinner. You've got several opportunities to be honest with them. We've got to learn how to be honest with other people about ourselves. But can I tell you something else that friends need? Friends need you to be honest with them. Come on, we lie to our friends all the time. We know something. We know something that we heard through the grapevine, but we don't want to talk to them about it because we don't want them to get mad at us. We know something about their current situation. We can see something. We can read it. I see on their face that they're telling me that they're good, but I know that they're not. And we never are honest with them. We never just break down and say, hey, listen, I, 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 I know that you're lying. Come on, can I just tell you from my own standpoint, I had a friend that two weeks ago, I had a conversation with him, and I should have had that conversation with them a year ago. You know why I didn't have that conversation? I said it was because I didn't want to hurt them. The truth is, I didn't want them to be mad at me. Do you see how selfish that is? See, we think we're doing a good thing, but in reality... It's a selfish thing, and it's to protect me. And I finally said, you know what? It's not worth that. We're supposed to be friends. And I confronted them, and I talked to them, and I was honest with them and said, hey, listen, for the last year I know that you've been lying to me, but I love you too much to continue letting you lie to me. And we both sat with tears in our eyes, and I was able to help them out of their current situation. 
See, but that conversation should have happened a whole year ago. And if it would have happened a whole year ago, think of all the pain and the heartache, not in my life, in their life. But I wasn't honest with them. See, but the truth is, the reason I probably wasn't honest with him is because I'm not honest with myself. Oh, come on, I'm preaching without preaching. We've got to be honest with ourselves so we can be honest with other people, not just for our sake, but for their sake. Come on. See, in the third one, if you're not honest with yourself, you'll never be honest with others. And if you're not honest with others, you'll never be honest with God. Come on, lying and deceiving has become so natural to us that we do it without thinking. Do you know that covering up the truth is the same as saying a lie? Withholding the truth to somebody is the same as lying to them. And this is, it's so crazy to me, but I do it in my own life. Do we think we can hide anything from God Almighty? Do, do we know who he is? He's all-knowing. That's his character trait. He knows everything. Yet we go into our prayer closet and put it behind our back and act like nothing's wrong. Hello? He saw you struggling with that sin. He saw you failing with that sin. He saw you doing that, and yet we're going to come in and act like, oh, hey, hey, Father, how you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm good. Oh, yeah, all right, you doing good? Yeah, great. All right, cool. All right, see you. Why do we do that? Why do we act like we could hide anything from the Father? I think most of the time we do it without even realizing it. We do it without even realizing it. And it's all because we're not honest with ourselves. And dishonesty becomes so natural to us. It's not something I have to think about that I'm going to go into my prayer closet. I'm going to go spend time with my father. And I'm going to ignore all the situations that are around me. That's just natural. And we do it without thinking. See, God knows our heart. He knows our motives. He knows our desires. And yet we act like he doesn't. See, this is where Pastor Robert Morris brought it home to me and it made perfect sense. And I hope I'm going to bring it home to you. The most honest portion of scripture is found in Luke chapter 22, verse 41 and 42. And this is Jesus right before the cross. Right before his death. And he, it, it says this in Luke twenty-two forty-one through 42. He, Jesus, withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed. Listen, catch this. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. That's pretty honest, right? Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, right before he's facing, and, and, and listen, I don't think he's looking at the nails. I don't think he's looking at the cross. I don't think he's looking at the lashes that are going on his back. I think he's looking at the separation between him and the Father. And he kneels down and prays to his Father and says, God, if there's any other way for this to happen, 
for you to take this away from me. Do it. But nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. We've got to learn to have that same honesty. That wasn't sin. That was honesty. God can't even help us in our current situation because we won't even be honest with him. We won't even say, hey, God, the real desire of my heart is this. But, God, I don't want that. I want your will in my life. That's what we've got to have. That's what we need in our life. Because if we don't get that part, every other area of our life is out the window. It's gone. But it starts by being honest. So this morning, we've got plenty of time. And what I want to do is I want to provide the opportunity as Seth plays and sings a song, provide the opportunity for you to be honest. Listen, you can't hide anything from God. But you've been hiding it from yourself. You've been ignoring it. got to bring it to light and be honest with yourself. This is my current situation. This is my current desire. But God, not my desires be done, but your desire for me be done in this place. So if you need to, you can turn around and Make your chair an altar. If you need to, there's steps up here that you can make an altar. And I want us to spend some time being honest with ourselves. And after you're honest with yourself, be honest with God. And tell Him where you're really at in your relationship with Him.
Lord Jesus, this morning I pray that we would all feel the release, the peace that comes when we're honest. God, when we're honest with ourselves, God, and when we're honest with you. Lord Jesus, change us, me included. Lord Jesus, to truly make honesty the best policy. To live our life in honesty. God, to find friends to surround us that would be honest with us about themselves and be honest with us about us. God, let us be that friend. Lord Jesus, that is honest. Honest to our Honest to them about our problems and honest with them about their problems. God, let us live our life in honesty. In Jesus' mighty name, I want to take this opportunity with every head bowed and every eye closed. Nobody looking around. Maybe you were honest with yourself and you were honest with God this morning. And you said, you know what, I've always thought that I was close to God, but I actually realized that I'm really far away from Him. And I need to come into right relationship with Him. I need to make that move and be honest this morning to somebody else. Saying that I need to either dedicate my life to Jesus for the first time or to rededicate my life to Jesus. And if that's you just simply want you to raise your hand and say, that's me. I see one hand. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Since we're all a family, can we just say this prayer together? We can all be honest. This is the prayer of our heart. Can you just say with me this morning, say, dear Lord Jesus, help me this morning to live honestly with you. God, in this morning, I need you. I need you to be my Savior, to come in and to cleanse me, to wipe all my sin away and make me whole. God, I confess you as Lord of my life. God, and I believe that you died and that you're coming back, that you rose again and that you're coming back for me. God, help me to live honestly with you from this day forward. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 The Lord's good, isn't he? How many people think God did something? It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.